and welcome to Device Week, a podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm senior reporter for Dose Al Farouk, also known as Danny. Early last year, Lasira Health was busy working on an at-home test for detecting influenza A and B when the first reports of her novel coronavirus began to emerge. That's when the company challenged its technical teams to develop a test to detect the virus that causes COVID-19. That led to Lucera getting the first emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for an at-home molecular COVID test. Here to talk about this case study is MedTech Insights Executive Editor, Sean Schmidt. Thanks, Danny. Yes, the results of Lucera's efforts is the company's COVID-19 all-in-one test kit, an at-home prescription molecular diagnostic test for detecting SARS-CoV-2 that gives results within a half hour. Now, it was a speedy seven months from test conception to FDA Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, during which time Lucera performed analytical testing, clinical studies, and more. The company filed an initial pre-submission for the test in April 2020 and filed for the EUA in October. It then took the FDA only 26 days to grant the EUA to Lucera on November 17. So when that EUA was granted, Lucera unwittingly became the first company to get an EUA for an at-home COVID-19 molecular test. A notable achievement the firm wasn't aiming for, but one in which it took pride. In fact, Lucera Executive VP Kelly Brzozowski told me she was thrilled to learn the company was first to market with such a product and that overall it was a very exciting moment for the firm. Yeah, that's really interesting. So how does the test work? Well, to use the all-in-one test, patients have to swirl a self-collected nasal swab in a vial that's then placed in a test unit, which then shows the results on a light-up display within 30 minutes. The test can be used at home by people 14 and older, while younger patients need to have a sample collected by a healthcare professional at a point of care. The test costs roughly 50 to $60. Is the EUA that Lucera was granted in November the only one that the company holds? For now, yes. The company has two other EUA applications pending with the FDA, one for extending the all-in-one test prescription EUA to include asymptomatic people, and another so the company can sell the test over the counter. Brzozowski said she anticipates a decision on those authorizations soon, and she also expects at some point to seek FDA clearance for the test to detect influenza A and B, which, after all, was the firm's original intent pre-pandemic. So does Lucera want to keep its all-in-one test on the market after the public health emergency is over in the U.S.? Because once the emergency is over, the EUAs are revoked. Oh, yes. Uh, Brzozowski said Lucera's plan is to eventually have the all-in-one test approved by the FDA. But right now, the company is focusing on those other two pending EUAs. Interesting. So it took the FDA 26 days to grant the EUA to Lucera. Obviously, a very fast turnaround. Is that indicative of the experience that firms have when going after an emergency use authorization? No, Lucera's lightning fast authorization wasn't the typical experience that most companies have. But Jonathan Kahan, he's a partner with Hogan Lovells. That's the law firm that's working with Lucera on its authorizations and approvals. He told me he believes the FDA prioritized the test. Now, keep in mind, that's not wholly unusual. The agency will fast track or prioritize tests or other medical products, especially in an emergency situation like this pandemic. Now, another Hogan Levels partner, Randy Prebula, 
he stressed to me that just because Lucira's test appeared to be prioritized doesn't mean the agency cut corners during its review. He said what really helped the company get that EUA so fast was the sheer amount of data that Lucera provided to the FDA in support of its application. As of a few weeks ago, Lucera submitted to the FDA a total of 132 positive samples, more than other tests on the market have submitted, the company says, and more than 400 people have been enrolled in Lucera's studies. That's a lot more data than what was needed by the agency to grant its authorization. Brzozowski pointed out that having what she called clean, compelling data is the key to moving products through the FDA's regulatory process. Okay, so let's talk a bit about those studies. How did the company pull those off? Well, data in support of Lucera's November EUA was the output of a community testing study by the company of people who were exhibiting COVID-19 symptoms. It lasted roughly nine weeks. The company took the test directly to people at their homes who were positive for COVID. The patient would come outside their home and perform the test right there in their yard by using things like benches, automobile hoods, and recycling bins as flat work surfaces. Because of the real-world way Lucera conducted these tests, Brzozowski said the company hasn't noticed any problems in test performance since getting that EUA. Is that the only study it conducted? For the original EUA, yes. But Lucera recently completed a second, larger community study, this time for asymptomatic people, that also lasted about nine weeks. Data from that effort was used to support the company's pending request with the FDA to extend its EUA for the all-in-one test so it can be used by people who aren't displaying COVID symptoms. And Lucera is currently wrapping up an emergency room study with the Cleveland Clinic, and this one is for symptomatic people. That study lasted several months, but no data on that study has been published or submitted to the FDA. But Brzozowski said preliminary results show that the Cleveland Clinic ER study had similar outcomes as the company's community testing studies. What about usability or human factors considerations? A good point. Obviously, the work did in those community studies had a human factors component. So, yes, data from usability work were also key. And Brzozowski said Lucera worked with more than a thousand people to develop the test instructions for use. So by the time the company began its formal usability studies, they were more like verification studies. Now, depending on the type of product, the FDA's EUA template for developers of molecular and antigen tests used outside of a lab setting requires a hundred or fewer participants per usability test. But Brzozowski said her company gave the agency human factors data on nearly 400 people that took part in their tests. So like she said, it's all about making sure the FDA has that clean, compelling data that actually exceeds the agency's expectations. Now, I'm not going to go into more because listeners can check out this deep dive case study on Lucera Health online now at medtechinsight.com if they want to get the whole story. And Danny, I know you also recently corresponded with Australian developer Loom about its at-home over-the-counter antigen test which is also being marketed under emergency use authorization from the FDA. Talk about that a bit. Sure. Yeah, I emailed with Illum CEO Sean Parsons about what he's got on the horizon. As you may recall, the test was the first of its kind as well. The key difference between the Lucera test and the Illum test are that the Illum test is an antigen test and not a molecular diagnostic, and it doesn't require a prescription. 
The United States government invested $231 million to set up a plant in the U.S. to mass produce the loom test. Parsons told me that once the facility gets up and running, they plan to produce 19 million COVID-19 tests a month. Eventually, they're hoping the plant will be able to produce tests for all sorts of infectious diseases. Right now, however, their focus is to get the tests out to the public to help with COVID-19 screening efforts, especially as it looks like the majority of the population will be vaccinated by the summer and everyone is looking to reboot the economy. He's hoping that the tests will be critical not just to get people back to work and on with their daily lives, but to stop a possible resurgence of a disease this fall. And what about when the national public health emergency is declared over in the U.S.? and EUAs are revoked by the FDA, is Illum going to try to keep its test on the market? Yes, so the company is confident that the post-authorization studies will prove the safety and efficacy of the test to let the FDA transition it from an EUA to a 510k cleared diagnostic once the authorization runs out. But beyond that, Illum is also looking to get the test cleared for other infectious diseases such as the flu. That sounds similar to what Lucera is doing. Yes, and like Lucera, that's what the company was originally developing the test for. And similarly to Lucera, when the pandemic started, Illum shifted its work to use the same technology for COVID-19. They haven't lost sight of the initial goal, however, and plan to use technology for a number of infectious diseases other than the flu, including tuberculosis. They're already prepping pre-market applications for the FDA for those tests. Okay, then, there's definitely lots to chew on here, and I do recommend that those listening head over to MedTech and site.com to check out these case study stories, especially if they're working for a company that's looking to apply for an EUA. And listeners, like Sean said, you can check out these stories and much more online now at medtechinside.com. For all the latest medtech policy and regulation news and analysis, you can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. For now, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.